you found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Pat Bev winning 13 to $15 million, DeMar DeRozan finishing third in clutch player voting, and DJJ seems like he will be back next season. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed at Game Time. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and of the Chicago Bears podcast on ESPN 1000. Shout out to my guy, Pat the Designer. First of all, before we talk about these whack bulls, man, let's give my guy <laughs> some praise and some love for what he's accomplished. All the years of hard work, everything that went into this, bro. You know me. I, I, I've been waiting to say this. I was going to embarrass you all day on this episode, man. I see the work you put in. I know how much you love the city of Chicago, how much you love our teams. And what I'll say to you, bro, is thank you. And no one deserves it more than you, brother. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate all of y'all. Uh, I would trade everything that I've gained for the Chicago Bulls to look like a competent basketball team. Uh, <laughs> not really. But, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, like, just, it's not, not really. worth it, bro. It's, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. It's not, it's it's not, not my it. fault. It's not my fault. It's not nah, so I, Jerry, I, Jerry got a hold of it. I appreciate you guys uh, for showing love. Everybody's been so supportive. Everybody seems to be uh, rocking with the concept of a new show that is coming. So be on the lookout, man. I mean, it's going to be a great time. Me, Lance Briggs, Jason McKee, um, D, or, I'm, I'm sorry, Courtney Cronin. Um, I mean, so many. John Yurkovich, Yurko, of course, from from uh, Carmen and Yurko, uh, all coming together to make this podcast amazing, man. And there's going to be a host of others involved in there, man. man I got to chill with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer today. And they just cool dudes. It was weird. I was like, y'all just really cool. Like, <laughs> Now, all the love aside, I got, you know, I'm, I'm the big brother. I got a message, bro. Those pants you had on, those were not the right decisions to make with that jacket, bro. We got to talk about those pants you had on, bro. <laughs> Uh, that's what that was not the right decision. Black I'm, pants I'm just, with a bear's jacket. I, I, I just like, had to pick hey, you on you me, about Adler, something. Adler, bro. You had me, you that, had me go in. I'm like, hold on, now what was the pants <laughs> I had on? Now? It, was just, it was just black, wasn't it? <laughs> nah, I had to mess with you. But let's get into talking about this team, this this crap show of a team, and this long off season we got ahead of us, man. But more importantly than anything else. Pat Beth is already taking advantage of the no longer weed being tested policy because he <laughs> says he wants 13 to 15 million dollars a year on his next contract. Um, yeah, Pat. Um, what you thinking, bro? What what I will say is this, right? It feels weird, it feels gross, but like I said, it, it was that what he was making before? He did make 13 mil. We just didn't have to pay him that. That's what his contract was with the Lakers. So he was getting 13 mil last year. I had no idea. That's wild. And I don't even I don't even know if he got bought out for that much, right? Because I, I don't know if, if Orlando bought him out for that much, but he was making 13 mil, which I mean is role player money in the NBA. Not that surprising. Um, I don't think that the Bulls will bring Pat Bev back for that price. Uh, I think that they can get other point guards around the NBA cheaper. Um 
I we're 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 too early in the offseason. Nah, we're not really too early in the offseason. Like we 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 we're not in the playoffs right now. Uh you can bring back Derrick Rose for a lot cheaper. Uh, well, Derrick Rose has another year left, right? And I think his contract well, is at 14 I think, million. I up. think that um Derrick Rose there's something going on there where like they're trying to opt out and he's trying to like the what what is it called? Where, like there's a mutual parting of ways and they just kind of let that last. Oh, they have a he, mutual they have a mutual opt out. A mutual opt out. I think I think that's in Derek's oh, contract so, because no, it looks like he has a team option. Uh, if the team option for oh yeah, they ain't picking that up. And, and team they're, option and they're for not gonna pick that up. They ain't getting that up. You'll you you'll be able to get Derrick Rose probably for ten mil, maybe. I think it'll be less than that. It might be less than that. Yeah. And so it, it's so realistically right. Like, and I, I don't know if Derek's coming home. I would love to see Derek in a Bulls jersey, but realistically, you're getting a guy who's had a year of rest pretty much because second half of the season, they haven't used this guy at all. Like legit the second half of the season. And um, I think with names like that being out there as veteran point guard presences, um, as leadership, you're going to have a hard time convincing people uh, to me around the Bulls organization that Pat Bev is the best choice at the point guard position. Now, do you pay for the leadership that you get from Pat Bev in those situations? Listen, bro, um, I feel like I feel like we can bring in a, a solid sports therapist and we can pull some leadership out of somebody. I, I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, but so, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not paying Pat. Bev. I love the impact Pat Bev had. <laughs> no. no. Like, but that, that, that's that, that. And listen, he's he has irrational confidence on the court. I don't expect nothing less from him to have irrational confidence in the in the contract discussion. So shout out to Pat. If Pat Bev gets that money, shout out to him. But we ha I think we have to be realistic in it, right? Like, even if the Bulls were to renounce the rights of every single free agent that they have this season, they only have $16 million in cap space. Right. There's no way they're giving all that cap space to, to Pat, Pat Bev. Bev. And then if they do sign anybody back, at that point, they're only operating with the mid-level exception. Um, and so that's the most they can give them. I think the mid-level exception next season is going to be about 11, 11 and a half million. So, I mean, maybe that can get you close enough, but I wouldn't want to spend my whole mid-level on Patrick Beverly either. Uh, so... I, I just think the writing's on the wall. Um, if that's really how much he's expecting and how much he wants now, he did re-sign for the Lakers with the Lakers last season for only eight million. He was he, his contract before that that he uh, technically I think he signed with Minnesota was thirteen million. So, yeah. um, I just I don't see him getting that money, bro. Like you got to look at the, the free agents. Mike Conley's possibly out there. Trey Jones may be out there as a restricted free agent. Uh, you already mentioned Derrick Rose. I just don't necessarily see people spending that much money on Pat Bev, even with the leadership that he brought. That's my opinion. I've been wrong before, uh, but hey, we'll see. I, I, I think Trey Jones has an opportunity uh, in this playoffs to make himself a lot of money. Oh, yes. If uh, if John Morant can't go. Now, I think John Morant's one of those players that's going to be like, put, put a cast on the hand, I'm going out there. But realistically, the team's going to hold him out, whatever it is, right? But uh, I, I think that... <laughs> Trey Jones is a guy the Chicago Bulls wait, have wait. to. I think think you're, you're confusing the Jones brothers. My there. bad. Trey, I mean, Trey I, Jones Tyus, is saying it. Tyus Jones. Tyus yeah, you're Jones. with Tyus. I'm thinking Tyus Trey's Jones. a free agent. Yeah, Tyus yeah, yeah. Jones. He, I don't know if he's a free agent too. I think Tyus but. Jones is going is to be a restricted free agent this okay, offseason. Okay. Um, that's that's the one I'm thinking. Jones, Jones is everywhere. The, the uh, they are actually brothers, and they look are just they, alike. Dog, yeah. I, fam. See, I stopped <laughs> doing that, though, because I swear Davion Mitchell... 
and Donovan Mitchell look like cousins. They're not related at all? Not any at all, bro. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, uh, uh, Tyus Jones is the one I'm thinking about. Um, I, I believe he's going to be a restricted free agent this year. And I, I made either way, right? Like you're getting yeah. some help at that point guard position if you're able to go out there and get either of those guys. So both have some options. And uh, I think the option's not going to be pay the old guy $13 million. <laughs> I love now, Pat Bev, though. I would love to have Pat Bev back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully, like he said that on his podcast, maybe hopefully that's just some posturing. Now, the question I want to throw to you more so, because we've just mentioned it, you can bring in point guards that can replace um, Pat Bev, at least uh, what he brings to the court. Now, the leadership aspect, if he does walk, what, that was one of the biggest things that hurt the Bulls at the beginning of the season. Do you think that maybe the, enough of that leadership was absorbed to see like what they need? Or what do the Bulls then do about leadership? Because... That was something that we surely missing for a large part of the season. I mean, to me, right, like, you have that problem no matter what. Mm. Right? Like, I, I I, think that's a problem that I I don't know how you fix that. Like, we're talking, realistically, we're talking about leadership being a vocal leader. Your $215 million man should be able to be that. Or... DeMar DeRosa should be able to be that and leading the team in the right direction. But it didn't seem, I mean, it, it didn't work that way, right? Like, I know there were a lot of different things that went into that, right? Uh, Zach Levine having to handle the ball more, right? Like, so he more responsibility on his plate than what we paid him to 215 for, fine with all that. But to me, right, like, you, I, I don't know. Right, like there's not to if if Pat Bev, we we said this, we said this before we signed Pat Bev. You're not going to find the heart of your team in the buyout market. And they did it. And they did it. And while it was fun to watch, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a <laughs> Especially, it'd be different if we had a young team that didn't, like, wasn't around. Like, if, it, if that was something like the Orlando Magic, for example, they needed to find the heart of their team, which they don't. But if they needed to find it on the buyout market, okay, cool. But we're talking about a team that has two players over the hill of 30 that uh, that both have gone on playoff runs when they led their respective teams. Yeah. And so, like, and then Zach, yeah, who had never been to a playoff series before last season, but, like, we're, that's what we're talking about, man. We don't have leadership. So, you know, I hope the Bulls, and, you know, we'll see what they do. I think me and you both think that there's, there's going to be some changes here. Um, and, you know, while you may be able to replace Pat Bev, you got to figure out a way to replace that leadership or hope that yeah. somebody finally steps up. Um you know, we'll see what that ends up being, man. But before we get into the next topic, in which we're going to talk about DeMar DeRozan placing third in uh, Clutch Player of the Year voting, got to talk to you guys about Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. And not because we're doing this ad, and, and Pat can attest to this. I'm a gamer. You guys may not know this. I play a lot of video games. There's two video games I'm playing right now. That is MLB The Show, and that is this Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. It's literally one of the most fun mobile games I've ever played. Um, and so the game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty like my man Pat did in winning, what, five titles? Five? Uh, I haven't gone back. Four titles and, uh, four? and a, uh, blow, a blown 3-0 lead. 
Oh, well, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, in the dissimulation, you're responsible for dealing with challenging personalities, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, and making draft picks. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Bulls listeners get a 100% free boost uh, to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app store of your choice. That's probasketballgm.com, Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Pat, we got to talk about DeMar. Um, so in a, they might as well name this the DeMar DeRozan Award. Like, <laughs> just go ahead and do it. Um, now, if this was last season, DeMar would have absolutely ran away with this award. Well, maybe the back half of the season, only winning eight out of 33 games in the back half, maybe if uh, had affected that. But he places third in this year's voting for the Clutch Player Award. How are you feeling about this, Pat? Um, that, not surprised. That, well, I, I, I'll say this. Surprised in the sense of, I didn't think that they did enough in the clutch moments this season for you to be in the running for this award. Mm. Um, the Chicago Bulls went from being one of the best clutch teams in the NBA to one of the worst. And DeMar DeRozan was the focal point in a lot of those clutch shots. Uh, mm. Right? Like, we remember Zach Levine's misses in a lot of those moments, but DeMar DeRozan had a ton more of those opportunities than Zach did this season. And DeMar didn't knock him down as nearly as much this season by a wide margin. Now, I guess it depends on what we're saying for clutch, right? Like if, if there's a ton of moments this season where DeMar does get fouled in the last 10 seconds of a game and he goes in there and he knocks down the free throws and the Bulls still lose those games. Maybe yeah. they're not counting that against DeMar. Maybe, I, I don't know what the metrics are on this, right? Do you have to win the game or do you have to just make the buckets at the time when they're considering clutch? Because if, it, if it's just making the buckets, then yeah, he's a top three clutch player in the NBA. But kind of hard to be clutch if you don't win right that's how i would view it um so you know and and i guess but see that's the thing it's it's clutch players so maybe it's it is making the shots because you would think like i, I don't know man it, i really wish that they would come out and let us know the criteria <laughs> of some of these awards bro because I you know man you the criteria and <laughs> i still was not selected bro i met the criteria and I still was not selected. All right, hey, Isaiah, this hey, what Michael, we doing? Hey, Michael, listen, brother, 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 why don't you come sit in this seat right here? How did, hey, Hayes, I kept you on the Lockdown Network. Tell them that story. Tell them that story. Hey, how did we tell, get here? Tell him that story. I don't know. I just, Isaiah been All irritating season. me with uh, how much he's like trying to force he's the change much, in the narrative with like, it, let Even me ask though you a question. it was his narrative that he accepted. Isaiah Thomas didn't talk like that when he was playing, right? Oh, like absolutely. his whole speech pattern changed after he retired. Oh no, he definitely talked like that for sure. That's that's he, crazy, he absolutely he talks like a villain. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is the thing. He you, talks like Megamon. You can't, you can't sit here and be like, I don't want to be a part of the bad boys, but talk like him from the Powerpuff Girls. You know what I mean? Like you can't. <laughs> <laughs> You can't talk like a pimp from the 70s and think we just going to trust you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he said him from the... And that is that is scarily accurate right now. I'm just um, saying, baby. Listen, this is what we're doing out here. I, I, I was sitting here the entire time. Brother, 
And then you want to, that's what be killing me, bro. It'd be like, it'd be like, hey, bro, it's not, it's not, we talking basketball. It's not a black and white thing. Brother. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> Isaiah <laughs> Thomas is not a topic on today's show, but somehow he has become the focal point. <laughs> Of this show today. I, hey, that tells you I'm delirious. I don't even know how I brought him up. What were we talking about? Bro, I have no idea how we got to Isaiah I have no idea, bro. Like, I, literally, I'm sitting here still trying to wrap my head around how we got to Isaiah Thomas. But, you know, oh, hey, it is what it is, man. Um, That's crazy. Brother. Uh, <laughs> I still think, bro, Clutch Player of the Year to me is still one of those awards that I'm looking at, like, are we just starting to create things just for people to have? Like, don't get yes. me wrong. You do need to acknowledge players that are that are clutch. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, do we really need an award for this? This one I'm okay with because I think there's a lot of times when we talk about players being clutch, right? Like, realistically, if this award existed 20 years ago, more times than not, LeBron would have won it. Yeah. And sure. people would have, that's an entire narrative around LeBron that people would have. Yeah. not been able to use. They'd have been like, oh, because what, what, what do we always hear? LeBron's not clutch. When realistically, when you actually break down the numbers, he's like literally the most clutch player of all time. What Bulls, what past Bulls do you think would have won clutch NBA player of the year if it was if it was always an award? Jimmy Butler. Oh, absolutely. Jimmy oh, Butler. Absolutely. Jimmy absolutely. Butler would have won it. Do you think Joe would have won some? Uh, For, like, can you be a defensive clutch player? Or is this just an offensive war? Because Jimmy. I, it's got to just be offensive, right? It got to just be offensive. Okay. Like, who else? Ben is, Gordon who else probably would have won the names one. in there. Ben Gordon probably would have won one. Not for the playoffs, though. <laughs> I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> who, who are some of the other names that are around it? Because uh, what's his name? Won it? Did, who, who won it? Uh, uh, Donovan, I'm um, not Donovan Mitchell. De'Aaron Fox wanted Jimmy Butler Fox was second. Wanted. Jimmy second. I mean, uh, and then Jalen Brunson was also fourth in voting, I believe. Throwing Jalen and Jimmy in there makes me think defense could play a part in it. So again, like what? Oh, that's how we got there. What is the criteria? I that's the criteria. That's exactly, there you that's go. And it all comes there. back home. That's it all how comes we back. got there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I met the criteria to be selected. <laughs> Michael didn't like me because I beat oh, him. Oh, man. Oh, remember what he said? Like, I'm okay with Michael saying I can't be on the Dream Team, but Scotty Pippen said I can't be on the Dream Team? Like, <laughs> hey, this, this is the best part, man. Pippen catching strays again, his whole career, again, bro. Again, again, uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas is not a topic on this show. But Isaiah act like Michael's the only one that don't like him. <laughs> bro, like... Magic really didn't feel, like you for 40 years. <laughs> bro, I really feel like... Most people don't like, didn't like Isaiah. Like now, people are old now. They're like, this ain't grumpy old. You know what? They need to redo grumpy old man with Michael Jordan and uh, and Isaiah. And Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. That would be hilarious. But no, nah, uh, we definitely need to figure out what the criteria is for these awards because, like, I I don't know. Like in my mind, right? Like, I think Joakim Noah was a very clutch defensive player for the Chicago yeah. Bulls. Um, Derrick Rose was a clutch offensive player for the Chicago Absolutely. Bulls. Absolutely. You could put him in there. Um, I mean, like this, Bulls Bulls have had some pretty clutch players. They just, the, the problem is we're usually not close in the last <laughs> minute of the game. That's That's been our problem over the last 25 years. You know, it's not it's not that we can't get the, the AM1 to put us up two with three seconds to go. It's that we down 10. With a minute to go <laughs> and no offense in sight. I don't know, man. Hey, uh, Jamal Crawford would have won one. 
Ooh. J. Crow clutch? He was. He was. J. For Crow a year got there, some clutch very... buckets for sure. Yeah. Didn't he like lead the league in four point plays for two seasons in a row That's, or something? I, don't I, like I that. think I think you might be right on that. That's a weird, yeah. obscure stat that probably <laughs> only us nerds would know. Hey man, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us, man. Before we get into the final topic of the day, we do gotta let you guys know about the game time app. I mean, listen, forget planning months in advance game time has deals on all the tickets that you want right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football nba baseball concerts comedy theater and more the game time uh game time guarantees means that you'll always get the best price if you find the ticket in the same section or row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference you're making money literally just by figuring out if the ticket is cheaper that's what game time's doing for you out here man and i, I mean listen you, you can get images of the seats before you buy it you know exactly where you're sitting dog have you seen how they sell some of these tickets bro where it's like a pole sitting right in front of your seat it's crazy i would here. fight somebody bro and must are like paying bags for these seats I mean, listen, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the ticket without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right. So, Pat, a lot of the questions around this Bulls team in the offseason um, is built around who's going to be back. Well, we know one player is going to be back. DJJ has officially stated that he will be p- picking up his player option to return to the Chicago Bulls. Now, I'm not mad at this. I, when you look at DJJ, the fact that he never had a consistent role, the fact that he was always ready uh, to come in and, and contribute in some type of way, and it's not like it's a lot of money. It's $3 million. I'm not mad at that at all. No, DJJ is the kind of player that we want Pat Will to be just, like, more talented. Like, whatever you're asked to do, what anytime you're be, you've been put into a basketball game, you have an impact. DJJ does that. Um, I think realistically, right, he'll, he'll probably have more of a role because I think they just had too many of that guy. Right, like yeah, they had too many. Kind of redundant. I, I mean, you had DJJ, you had Javante, you had Pat Bev, you had Caruso, you had right. Like there's too many of that guy. And realistically, right, while DJJ is a good defender, good length, different things like that, um, you you weren't gonna throw him out there thirty minutes a game, maybe twenty five minutes a game, because you had too many of the guy, uh, too many other guys that did similar things to him, and probably the numbers look a little bit better playing that lineup with this guy, whatever it is, right? Pat Bev and Caruso uh, in the pairing. Um, to me, I like the fact that DJJ is back. I think that this is going to be good for the Bulls, and hopefully the Bulls are able to get out and and um, you know run with it. Like hopefully they're they're able to use DJJ in a way that. Uh, Get, gets him more involved in the offense on a more consistent basis because I would like to see him out there having an impact offensively so that he could stay on the floor for his defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see DJJ, like you said, kind of have a more, 
you know, consistent role. I would like to see him move away from playing center to play, play more three, four. Uh, what? <laughs> it's just funny. Every time we that name he, a player, he play then he plays center. center. And it's like, we're not joking. Like, he literally has logged minutes in center. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. It's wild. It's wild. And when, it's, when you look at it, too, DJJ is only 26 years old. So I'm not I'm not mad at bringing in a 26 year old energy piece who last season shot 50 percent from the field. Yeah, he doesn't taking a lot of shots, but at least that shows you that he's smart and taking efficient shot, shots for him. I'm not mad at that. that. There's nothing nothing that I that I feel negative about uh, with this signing. I just hope that we change the roster in a way to where he's playing a more natural position so he can impact the game even more. Is he just a player the league's got to move past? Like, I don't get why he's not making... Like, he's not... He's a good defender. Mm -hmm. He's good around the rim. We know mm -hmm. that. Um, Can't stay healthy. I think that's the biggest thing. He does... I mean, he's holding that wrist almost every drive. Because keep in mind, when when Portland gave him the contract that we had him on last season before he re-signed with us this offseason, they gave him that contract thinking he was going to be the second or third scorer overall for that team. He never quite developed into that consistent score, but he also never was really able to stay healthy to earn a role either. When we got DJJ, he was 23 years old. I know. That's the crazy part, That's dog. Like, so, like, again, I I, I still wish they, they would have got, you know, more size at that point, but the, the Bulls made a solid acquisition in getting him for his youth and what his versatility I just feel like we haven't been able to maximize on his versatility because he's been forced to be our every time we our see center. DJJ be be the most impactful is when he was playing center it's crazy and, and, and I, I think that's the thing that I like right like you, you're kind of now you're to a point where you're trying to fill this roster out with pieces okay who do we keep who do we let go who do we move on from who do we add to this thing I like DJJ as a nice core role player Right. Like mm -hmm. I think he is a right uh a Ronnie Brewer for the Chicago Bulls, right? That's Not somebody that's like just that. sitting there and you're like, I gotta have this guy on my team. Definitely shouldn't be your starting shooting guard, even though he he will be under Thibs, but definitely shouldn't be your starting shooting guard. But gives you good impact, gives you good defense, gives you uh, a nice roll off the bench, can play can defend one through five. Hopefully he's not defending too much five next season, but can defend yeah. one through five, right? Like those are the kind of role players that you want. Oh, by the way, he's also six, six. He's not six, three. So yeah. I can live with that kind of role player coming off of my bench because he's not a point guard trying to guard the center position just because he's a good defender with long arms. If I want that, I'll go sign Chris Dunn. Hey, listen, we talk about point guards. I'll right now, Dunn. the way Chris Dunn's looking, bro, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind the Bulls. That's a player. Back. I will say this, and this is how I know the NBA is, a, is comes in waves. Mm -hmm. That's a player that should have never left the NBA. Oh, for sure. Because at the at the even his defensive analytics were always great. Like, not, not they, they he never had a bad defensive per analytics season. He just didn't. Bam. He couldn't score he to save his life. He, he still can't. I, I, actually, he is a better. He's a little bit I'm better scorer. He's better. He's yeah. a little bit better score. But your offense shouldn't dictate your time in the NBA alone. I mean, like, literally, he came back on multiple teams on 10-day contracts, basically showed up, got 20 steals, and then got cut. 
averages a, a still and a half per game in his career with how up and down that's been is crazy. Last season with the Utah Jazz, averaging 53% shooting from the field, highest in his career, taking nine shot, nine and nine, almost 10 shots per game, which would have been the third highest of his career. Also taking 1.6 three pointers and hitting that at a 47% clip and still averaging four rebounds, almost six assists, a steal per game, and 13.2 points in 22 games. Yes, small sample size, but I'm telling you, there's going to be a team that once they strike out on whatever their point guard target is, they're going to sign Chris Dunn and he may be pretty damn good for them. I, I, I just need him to be useful. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I look at, like I'm just like, it, I, I don't know, man. Like, Players like him, I look at guys like DJJ where it's just like the NBA just kind of is like, yeah, but your best assets are the defensive end. That's okay. And they just don't okay. like those guys don't get the big money anymore. It's it's just weird to me, man. Like Chris Dunn in the early 2000s would have been, I mean, he might have been like a $60 million over four player, which was a crazy contract. Like he, he'd have been a Tony Allen type player at the point guard position. That is very true. And when you look at, like, again, an AK, a player with AK Armley, because he's 6'3", and if I'm not mistaken, he has a 6'8 hey, wingspan. Arm, be- arm length is crazy out here, bro. He definitely yeah. – that's why he's such a good defender. And I'm not going to lie, I don't know if 2K's got the algorithm right, but it's probably why that man can't shoot because he that jump I shot just looked was at awful. It. Chris Dunn's wingspan at being 6'3 is 6'9". Yeah, that's ridiculous. He has a longer wingspan than uh, Kobe White, who's three inches taller than him. Hey, man. Go, well, Kobe, you know, Kobe got the T-Rex arms. Hey, hey, listen, brother. You know what I mean? I was... I <laughs> Let me was, not make fun of Kobe White because he balled out this season. <laughs> Kobe White got... Never mind. I can't say that on this podcast. I was, yeah, about, bro, I was about to say, watch watch the network that we're on. Uh, oh, so, man. Pat, messing I up all the, biggest, the money. The biggest question... Uh, coming in out of this episode is is your Isaiah Thomas impression here to stay because I think we need to see some more of that occasionally over the offseason. Well, listen, brother, that depends on what the criteria for the <laughs> podcast is. I mean, realistically, brother, brother, why 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 am I not smiling in my picture? Why why am I not? Why all these pictures y'all done seen to me? I didn't I didn't tell Bill Lambert punch him in the throat. I didn't tell why y'all why am I not smiling? You know what? I, I I can't I can't do this. I can't do this no more. I I I will be back on the podcast when when you get a picture of me smiling. <laughs> How did we get here? That's that's crazy. Pass it this home, brother. Hey man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls, brother. No, I'm just like, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. Hey, the brother be killing me, bro. I'm not gonna lie. If y'all haven't taken an opportunity, please watch his podcast with Steve uh Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes on all the smoke. Bro, you'll just sit there, you'll just be like, why is this cringe? Why is this so cringe? I saved you from leaving the league. That that was me. Brother. <laughs> hey, that follow us so on nice. everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Isaiah Thomas probably will never be uh, talking to me because I did not meet the crowd. There goes that Locked On Bulls. A-I-Z-E. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, man. Make sure you guys stay in tune with us. We will continue delivering that daily content to you all throughout the offseason. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. We out this mug. Peace, y'all. Peace.
Oh, good shit, brother. 